Welcome to the Mexico Business Now podcast. This is A View from the Top, an open space for industry experts to share knowledge, information, and expertise on the most relevant topics, events, and happenings on their corresponding sectors. Welcome everyone to the newest edition of the Mexico Business Now podcast. I'm your host, Sofia Hanna, and here with us today are Mauricio Kremer and Maximiliano Di Cranian, co-founder and CEO and COO of Kiwi. Kiwi is a platform to reduce food waste. It encourages consumers to buy products approaching their expiration dates from stores, offering clients considerable savings through cashback rewards and connecting them directly with producers. Maxi, Mauricio, thank you so much for joining our podcast. We're very happy to have you. Thank you, Sofia. Yeah, thank you, too. Very happy to be here as well. Guys, before we start with the questions, I want to give you the space so that you can introduce yourselves, Kiwi, and your roles within the company. Well, I am CEO. I'm Mauricio Kramer. One of my main priority is to bring clients and investors to the company. Well, I, I worked for eight years in customer goods, reaching a position of sales directors of a leading brand in Argentina. And that's when I got to know this sector and had the opportunity to see how products are waste throughout the supply chain. And we did not have the solution to reverse it in this sector. No? Maxi. Thanks, Mao. I'm Maxi, I'm COO, as Sophia mentioned. I'm in charge of everything related to marketing and growth and also product. And as, as Mao mentioned, I mean, this is a, an issue that is, is very important for us that we are very passionate about because we know how big of a deal it is. So uh, I think just incredibly happy and proud to be leading one of these solutions to tackle food waste. Perfect, guys. Thank you so much for that introduction. I actually have the Kiwi app and have some questions about how it works. Firstly, I want to know how does Kiwi contribute to reducing the food waste problem and what is the idea behind the company? How did this project start? Well, I think it's very important to understand how big an issue this is, first of all, let you know why we're doing this. And for you to have an idea, one out of three products food in general that is uh, produced ends up being thrown away. We're talking about plenty of different products. I mean, fruits and vegetables, elaborated meals, but also all related products to mass consumption, like yogurts, cheese, beverages, etc., etc. And that is where we are we're focusing on. And for you to have an idea on, on why we're doing this, 5% of all products that enter a supermarket, that enter a store, end up being thrown away. And a huge part of that happens because of expiration. And that's where we are focusing and what we are essentially doing with Kiwi is just making the final consumer a key part in bringing the solution, in solving this. As we are encouraging them to always choose and buy those products that are closer to expire, no matter where they shop and where they buy. So, for example, uh, let's say you download the app and you can check, okay, with some of our partners, yogurt was the brand you applied. So, essentially, when a user downloads the app, they can check different expiration dates and products that they can choose and buy at any store. For example, uh, they can buy any yogurt from Yoplait that expires in less than 10 days and they will get 40% cashback. And in that way, essentially what we do is match this final consumer, this final user that is willing to change his behavior to earn some extra money and also do something good for the environment with these companies that are now the ones that suffer this issue a lot because all these products end up being thrown away. This represents, of course, all the costs related to, to production, distribution, et cetera, et cetera. And in many cases, also a reverse logistic of bringing this product back, destroying it, et cetera, et cetera. Essentially, it makes sense for the final consumer that saves up to 60% of their purchases in food that everyone eats, buys milk, yogurt, et cetera, et cetera. And for our customers, it's a huge saving and an additional sale of these critical products. 
Mauricio, would you like to add something? Our objectives now, we saved almost 300,000 products for our clients. Our goal is to reduce the waste by 25% for our clients. And this means 10 billion food to feed more than 6 million people in Latin. It's more important, the big numbers for the food and the persons is a big opportunity for our mission uh, or Kiwi. Perfect. So from what I understand, your main customer is actually the stores who don't want to throw away food because it is a significant cost, right? Not necessarily. It can be the, the store, the supermarket, but in many cases, we work directly with the CPG companies, the food producers. The brands that are the ones that in, in most cases, they end up suffering this issue directly because some of these products that are not sold, they are brought back to the food producers, so the issue comes on them. And that's also the reason why Kiwi is available at every store, at every supermarket, no matter where our users shop in Mexico, because plenty of our arrangements are with companies like Sigma, like Bimbo, and plenty of others that are the ones that suffer this issue directly when these products aren't sold at any store. Okay, thank you for clearing that up, Maxi. So something that stands out to me is that you're a company that focuses on a social and food-related issue, which can be very challenging. Unless customers are completely on board, it can be almost impossible. So what role does consumer behavior play in achieving Kiwi's objectives? The final consumer is key in this solution. I mean, this is a two-way uh, solution. I mean, on the one side, our customers are eager for us to grow and to make it exponential our growth because they have validated that this is a pain for them, for these companies that I just mentioned before. And on the other side, the user is key and we are making them the center of the solution. We are giving them the encouragement to do this by giving them direct money, but also by explaining them why this issue is so important and why by them changing their behavior and their consumer habits, they can make a huge difference. So that is a, a huge part of, of what we do, not only giving them money for changing their behavior, but also explaining them why this issue is so important, that 10% of all greenhouse emissions in the world come from food waste and how they can be a key part in this solution. How 40% of people in LATAM aren't able to be fed accurately and how there is food on the other side that is perfectly good to eat and nowadays isn't being consumed by anyone. And in making this information available, it's an issue that most people don't really know about. We think it's key for, for most people to engage with us, to understand why we are doing this, and to be eager to be a part of the solution. And does the company struggle to demystify the taboo of buying products with an earlier expiration date? Yeah, I mean, what we're doing is changing the, the, the habits in the absolute opposite that most people do. I mean, I'm sure that when you go to a supermarket, Sofia, and you go to buy, um, I don't know, a Botana here in Mexico, let's say, you're always just checking the expiration date and buying the one that is further from, from expiring. And that's what you normally do because you don't really get an incentive to do the opposite. So what we are saying is, okay, you can choose the one that expires in, in the shortest time. You get money for that. But not only that, but you're doing something good. And also communicating that we're never paying for products that are expired. We're never paying for products that aren't good to eat and that aren't as fresh as the other one. So it's for you as a consumer, it's the same, but you're saving money and doing something good as you do it. And that's something key in our communication, because as, as you mentioned, Sophia, if I just talk about kiwi lightly, and you, you probably the first thing that comes to mind to you is, oh, I don't want to eat something that's expired or that is, isn't good to eat or anything. And it's not the case at all. And in many cases, for example, we are just paying money for products that are expiring, let's say, 30 days. But still, because supermarkets in plenty of cases just 
take it out of the stores beforehand because of their policies and also depending on the product. I mean, the products are really, really the same if they expire in 15 days or two days than if they expire in 60 days. An interesting fact about Kiwi is that it is currently in the middle of a funding round and using platforms such as Arcángeles, whose CEO we've also had in the podcast. But what is the specific objective of raising capital right now? What are you going to use the funds for? Yeah, we're in funding now. We have agreements with six clients, which more than 50 brands in their portfolio. And the money we are raising will be used to grow this contract and this agreement. We're about to close more contracts about these brands which our clients will have the opportunity to grow exponentially and achieve a monthly revenue for more than $100 for the 12 months. I'm to have the triple impact our clients and regarding in 2050, according to the Paris Agreement, all the companies must be net zero. And we align this agreement yeah, well, just to complement what Mao was saying, there is a huge commitment from these big companies by 2030 to reduce their, their footprint to, to zero, and we see a huge match there. And these big corporations that we are already working with are really pushing us for growth and to grow in, in these markets we are already at. We're really doing great in, in Mexico, for example, and we're very happy with that. So all the, the money we are bringing to the company right now with this fundraising is going to be put in, in just growing in expanding further in this, in this market. And as Mao mentioned before, in achieving these goals that we have already set with these corporations like Bimbo, Sigma, et cetera, et cetera, that really need us to grow for them to solve this issue that otherwise they can't really solve by themselves. Of course. And you're evidently inviting big investors, but also everyday people with smaller tickets through Arcángeles, as I already mentioned. What I am interested in knowing is what is the upside of doing this sort of hybrid fundraising? Yeah, I mean, we are very happy that we have the support of plenty of VCs and big investors in our sector. But what happened a lot, we often talked about with Mao, is that plenty of, of smaller investors very often told us, okay, we'd love to get in, to chip in, but we really cannot make this ticket that otherwise I would need to invest. And that we saw a, a great fit with Arcángeles in opening up this opportunity for others, investing in, in ourselves and bringing in value, not only the, for the money, but also for them to be part of this of this mission, of this cause that we work on. And we think it's great what Arcángeles does in matching this purpose-driven impact startups like ours with eager investors that maybe otherwise wouldn't really know about our solution and what we do. And that's why we're very happy to be able to, to give this opportunity to everyone to chip in, to be a part of what we do. And they're very thankful also of Arcángeles for giving us this, this opportunity. Great, guys. Thank you. I'm heading towards the end of the interview, but I am interested in the process of starting a business. Building a company is extremely tough. We usually just see a pitch where everything looks wonderful and we have every answer. However, could you share with us some of the hardest parts of the journey of getting to where you are right now? Well, I think now we, we both have plenty of stories about this. Yeah, it's been, I think, two years since we, we started working on this issue with Maori and, and Gon. And we had to do a little bit of everything from changing the entire business model for it to be more, more scalable in what we do now. And in that, having to change our, our team, having to hire new people, and uh, even our own capabilities, having to develop them. And that was a, a huge issue for us. Also, in some cases, needing to make tough decisions that aren't always easy and that require plenty of nights of not sleeping. But uh, honestly, uh, and I think Mao would definitely agree with me on, on this one, that 
it's wonderful. I mean, I, I love every second of it. I love every minute of it, just being nervous about the, the next thing that's going to happen and how I think dynamic of a startup that every month you see and you're doing something entirely different than the month before is also amazing. I mean, that's something that you don't really get on a normal job or a normal company. And how quick everyone everything changes is wonderful, challenging. But for me, at least, it's uh, one of the best things of doing what we do. And also seeing the direct impact of our what we're we're doing is something that when you see people that ask you for, for, for things and why are, aren't you doing this on top of what you're doing and everything, I, I think it's on one way, it's like a lot of pressure on you. But on the other side, it's, it's amazing because it means that what we are doing actually creates an impact and is changing people's lives. Mao, would you like to add something? I learned really more than any MBA or Israel making a hard decisions many times. Fire people is more complicated for me. And yeah, make decisions for kill the solution and building a new solution is more complex or out of the box. Yeah. I think we always tend to talk about the nice things and the good results, but rarely do we speak about the ideas that didn't work or having to fire people, as Mauricio said. That is very difficult. It's not that the talent isn't there or isn't necessarily suited for the project, but sometimes we have to make drastic decisions and changes. And to start closing the interview, if you guys could give advice to people in our audience looking to start a business or who want to specially start a business with social impact, which would it be? Well, the... The first one I would give definitely is just to go for it. I mean, to not be frightened or, um, I mean, I, I think the most common thing is being afraid of failure and by that, just being frozen and not doing anything. And I'm sure if you talk to, to anyone out there, they, they all have cool ideas on things to do, but maybe they aren't willing to take the risk to start working on that. And what happens even more often is that they aren't really willing to share that ideas with others in being afraid of it being stolen or anything. And I think that's the biggest mistake that most people do. I mean, I would definitely suggest them to do the entire opposite of that, to talk to, to others, to talk to their friends, to talk to their family, to talk to people that are doing similar things than they are, the idea they have in mind, sharing that. And that's the only way to bring it to, to earth and to start doing anything. And on top of that, I would just suggest if you have what it takes to start doing this that is very challenging as we were discussing before just go for it because it's the most beautiful thing that can happen to you no matter if you succeed or not the learnings you have as Mao mentioned before are amazing and are going to, to stick with you forever in doing whatever you are willing to do sure i think like Mao said the key is that you learn more than anywhere more than with any nba actually going through with it teaches you and Mao, what advice would you give maybe i have one advice is the big advice for me, for my life. I think the execution is everything for this, no? And we don't have care for you copy my idea. It's no matter this. The matter is the execution for idea and go, 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 go. Exactly. Anyone can have an idea, but not everyone can stick to it instead of going for a new one. Correct me if I'm wrong, Mao, but I think you mean not everyone can focus on that one idea and stick to it through the changes it might require. Yeah. Now, if you guys could recommend a book or a podcast that has helped you or motivated you in this journey, what would it be? I don't really read much, but I love the book, El Principito. It's a book um, full of teachings and profound messages that applied uh, various aspects for life. 
and important for the family, for the creativity, the care of the planet and the community. I love this book. I like more the studies of Spotify. I think it's the different perspective for each person when create a startup. It's incredible. Thank you, Mao. And I really enjoy The Principito, The Little Prince, too. It might not be an obvious business book, but I do find it helpful, too. Maxi? Yeah, just with a completely different approach than Mao. Uh, the first book that comes to mind in starting and building something new is uh, from Zero to One from Peter Thiel. And I think that it gives you really important concepts on how to build something that is really disruptive of an industry and changing the status quo. So uh, I think that's a, something I would re really recommend. It's not long and can be read uh, quite quickly and it can be a good kickstart for, for starting something new. Thank you both. Those were all of my questions. However, I always leave some space in the end for you to give one last statement or leave the audience with something specific when they think of Kiwi. Yeah, uh, thanks, Sophia. I think that the first thing that comes to mind is just reminding everyone of how important it is to act now on issues like, like ours, on food waste and climate take and, and everything else. Just going for it, every little change in your habits that you can do from an individual to a company really can make a huge difference. So just acting now, changing what you need to change, because we don't really have much time and we do need to, to change our, our behavior and our habits. I think that's a key message I want to leave, just in not thinking of things, but acting now on changing your habits in all crime tech solutions, like ours in food waste, but plenty of others that are out there as well. Thank you, Maxi. Mao? I think there is a huge opportunity to generate a positive impact and the planet needs and I invite you to start from your day to day for generate a positive impact, for generate a new startup or the little action, buy to Kiwi, <laughs> products close to predation or whatever, generate a positive impact for the planet. Perfect, guys. Thank you for coming to our podcast and sharing with us all about Kiwi. And for everyone listening to this newest edition of the Mexico Business Now podcast, go check out Kiwi's social media, of course, download their app. And if you're interested in investing, check out the sites they mentioned. Don't forget to follow us, leave a rating and a review on whichever streaming platform you're using to listen to this podcast. And don't miss out on our audio articles written by experts across all our industries. And we'll see you next Monday with a new View from the Top. <laughs>